Hello and welcome to the Digital Insight, the technology, procurement and supply chain podcast that delivers valuable C-level perspective into the core issues surrounding business transformation and digital disruption. Each episode will bring you the most inspiring executive insights from those who are leading transformation strategies within the world's biggest and best-known companies. The Digital Insight. Disrupt. Transform. Evolve. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Insight Bite Size. In today's episode, we take a look at digital twin technology. I'm joined by Michael Janssen, Chairman and CEO at City Zenith, a company which utilizes digital twin technology to give power to building industry professionals by aggregating all of their project data and software into a single tool. Together, we explore the use cases for digital twin technology. We look at why the digital twin technology market is set to boom in the coming years, and we also look at how digital twin technology could play a key role in the monitoring of and response to future pandemics. Before we start taking this any further, let's stop and ask, what are digital twins and why do we need digital twin technology? Uh, Broadly, digital twins are virtual replicas of physical building assets and infrastructure connected to the data in and around them. And they're used for a variety of purposes to optimize design and planning, uh, construction, and then ongoing operations of these assets. The idea is pulling all the data from disparate sources into a a single pane of glass 3D platform, which is probably best described as a real world uh, SimCity. Uh, or something like a uh, Minecraft for architects and developers. But um, this, uh, this, this environment um, allows us to do something unique. Um, projects at scale, a large-scale projects struggle, uh, cities, campuses, ports, airports, uh, uh, universities, medical campuses um, today, which are all now data-driven, struggle uh, to integrate the multitude of tools and software services out there needed to, to really do that efficiently. I mean, you're spending hundreds of millions of dollars. There was a need in the marketplace for a platform that could kind of consolidate all those pieces. And, and they're very different pieces. Uh, you know, 3D BIM models from architects, that's one type of software. Uh, Internet of Things sensors detecting pedestrian foot, foot flow. And then maybe boring old PDFs and Excel sheets from a public database. All of these come together into a single environment and then can enable a rich uh, plethora of of analytics to result. So a lot of artwork, you'll hear about digital twins and manufacturing sector being used to optimize the movement of things inside a factory. You'll hear about digital twins used in the medical sector to talk about, you know, pre-operation uh, discovery with, like, say, a, a, you know, a virtual organ or something. According to a recent report from ABI Research, the digital twin market is expected to grow from $3.8 billion to $35.8 billion by the year 2025, with more than 500 urban digital twins expected to be in use. But what's behind this expected growth? Well, perhaps unsurprisingly, COVID-19 has meant that now, more than ever before, we need to increase resilience and optimise resource management. A large global market fragmented and in the process of learning. Many projects are in their first iterations or many companies are deploying their first generation digital twin solutions. A recent report by, uh, I think it's Markets and Markets, suggested that two-thirds of companies would be using some digital twin technology by 
next year, which could become the year after given COVID. Um, but uh, that's a large number. I think we did see uh, a lot of uh, general interest in, in, in digital twins being used as kind of a master, a, a new component that would be necessary in a large project. So we suddenly got introduced into these large-scale smart building projects, into airports, into seaports, into, we did the largest, I think, uh, high-speed rail project, I think it was in the UK, actually, with W.S. Atkins and Lango Rourke and some folks. We were the digital twin provider on a, on a first project there that could, on a, on a high-speed rail line that connected Oxford to Cambridge. So there was a lot of that type of awareness. I think largely, though, the prior to 2020, it was kind of in the, the consultant world. As, as the uh, 2019 pushed on and 2020 pushed on, I think the, the owners uh, of these assets, the operators, the end users began to catch on more to the trend. And COVID <clears throat> kind of made everybody rethink what they're doing. Um, one of the biggest challenges with, with any new technology adoption is why? I mean, things are okay. Are you really going to make them that much better? And COVID forced people to pause in such a way that they kind of had to reconsider everything they were doing. And coming out of COVID, one of the things that people realized is that um, multiple areas of business and personal functions would need to go digital. Uh, the way in which we talk, communicate, function as teams, uh, receive information about assets, control those assets, whether those are the financial assets or, or your home uh, stereo equipment or, th or, or thermostat. Um, a lot of this would have to go digital, and not only that it could, but it, not, not that it should, but that it could. I think a lot of people were surprised by the success of how, you know, how virtual companies do pretty well and cut some things out, not only that, but suddenly discovered they can hire people from anywhere because they kind of figured out how to, how to be virtual. So there's a lot of, uh, that, that push towards virtualization and digitization is helping push the digital twin trend. Um, and... You're seeing it really across sectors right now. Our, our particular uh, focus has been, yes, building is the infrastructure, but the energy side of that. We made a, an announcement last year about a, a new um, series of uh, renewable uh, uh, energy-driven smart cities that are being planned for the state of New Mexico, which we should soon be starting on. So we're quite excited about what that could mean. And they want to use digital twin technology from the outset to plan the entire thing. Uh, they're going to have multiple stakeholders, government, the engineers, contractors, all using the same twins. The level of, of integration and cross-sector optimization will be through the roof. And, and that's just how things are going to be delivered in the future. You know, we're, we're seeing the beginning of that. Um, and digital twins are finally kind of making some of that possible. Examples of digital twin technology can be seen all over the world. We've already touched upon its use in urban planning, but we also see it in the healthcare industry to virtualize the healthcare experience in order to optimize patient care, cost, and performance. Another example, and perhaps one of the most famous ones, is in the aerospace industry. Back in the 1970s, NASA developed what is believed to be the very first digital twin to better analyze and foresee any problems involving the airframe, engine, or other components to ensure the safety of the people on board the Apollo 13 shuttle. Digital twin technology can also play a key role in the monitoring of and response to natural disasters. So is it out of the questions to suggest that it could help prevent and respond to something like the COVID-19 pandemic? Sure, in fact, we published an entire white paper a few months ago on this very subject, and uh, it's worth reading if you go to our website in the Resource Center, there's a white paper called Digital Twins in COVID-19. 
Uh, I mean, the thesis is, uh, you know, just along those lines, uh, the digital twins are uh, excellent at aggregating tremendous amount of information, which is inherently spatial, <clears throat> and tracking the activity and data of all those different pieces simultaneously, such as the movement of a box you know, down an assembly line in a factory, or the movement of a car down a road, right? Uh, up and down a, a building in the case of, of uh, individuals and pedestrians. So the thesis that we made is that this, if, you know, if we had properly tagged and had ways um, to, to, to track and, and, and uh, trace and counter trace the way that they did, frankly, in Asia, we could have created a digital twin that would have tracked the movement of a disease up and down buildings, uh, and you could have used the digital twin to do everything from assess um, you know, locations for potential uh, pop-up hospital centers that would, that would provide extra beds. You could use digital twins to reroute logistics of getting things in and out of the city uh, by use by integrating um, scenarios with existing traffic systems and optimizing ways in and ways out. Um, you can use it to actually Physically, if you could, if you could, uh, if you could contract trace using mobile phones, you could trace the actual disease and then kind of not shut down the entire city just because you don't know where things are, but maybe just the areas of the city where the things are most concentrated without destroying the entire economy of the city if you know where things are. That's why that type of data transparency would have been wonderful. China and other countries like that, South Korea, they did a makeshift version of their own digital twins using basically civic tech and IOT sensors, and they knew where stockpiles were of various things, and they could route people in different places, and they were kind of tying some apps together. It's kind of a, a makeshift Band-Aid digital twin, but it, it worked to some extent. It was better, better than not having one. Certainly, if cities had this infrastructure in place, you know, it, it would have been so much easier to, to commandeer from mission control you know, there are many times when I saw Governor Cuomo speaking uh, nightly on CNN where I thought he needs a digital twin to see where everything's moving. It'd be so much easier for him because you could see he just didn't know. I mean, he had data that was accurate, but he couldn't see things moving in real time. That's what was needed. So anyway, I mean, I think in the future, these types of things, hopefully out of the pandemic, you know, is, it's not going to be the only use case, but it could it could be a use case uh, if cities were to deploy urban scale digital twins. The digital twin technology market is most certainly booming, and in just four short years, we will see a monumental shift in the adoption and implementation of digital twins around the world. As the technology continues to grow, so too will the use cases, and as Janssen himself has discussed, digital twins develop to aggregate, manage, analyse, visualise and predict information in today's smart cities, manufacturing plants and building construction sites can be successfully repurposed to provide a unique information management solution to the current COVID-19 crisis, now and later at any scale. To find out more about the impact of COVID-19 on the implementation of digital twins and how digital twins can play a key role in combating COVID-19, be sure to check out a link to the white paper in the comments below.
Thank you for listening to the Digital Insight Podcast in association with the Interface.net and CPOStrategy.com. The Digital Insight is brought to you by B2E Media Limited. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please remember to subscribe, rate and review. And don't forget to check out our podcast archive at www.b2e-media.com forward slash the digital insight. Thank you.